on in to hear The Lake Show as they get back into the win column at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ABC. Then react with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Monday morning. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Days away now to the NFL draft here in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence has himself an endorsement. How about that? Didn't know what could happen in Jacksonville. Thought that was just a New York kind of thing. I guess not. More to come for Trevor Lawrence. Money won't be a problem for the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft. Trevor Lawrence, who will come to Jacksonville in less than a week now. Jags have nine other picks in the NFL draft. We'll continue to dissect it, talk all about it. We also have an interview today, and I caught up with Trent Balky this week, so we'll play that in full later on. What is the value of Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville and nationwide? We'll have a guest uh, who will talk about the value of Trevor Lawrence, yes, even here in Jacksonville. And how about the great deed that Jags fans did for charities here in the Jacksonville area? Trevor Lawrence matched it. And we have this relationship already building between the franchise QB and the Jacksonville Jaguars fan base. We are live once again on the road, this time up in Yuli at Tire Outlet Grand Opening this weekend. Here up in Yuli, good to be here. Come out and say hello if you're up in this area as uh, Yuli has exploded in recent years. Good to be up here always. And uh, come on out to Tire Outlet right off State Route 200. And uh, we'll be here until 6 o'clock. Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane, back at the Action Sports Jack Studios, along with Casey one more time on a Friday. No one foot in the parking lot for Casey. We already warned him about that yesterday. Got to finish strong, Austin Lane. Casey's had a good week. Casey's had a fantastic week. Nothing but proud of this dude over here. Um, hopefully he can finish strong. Starting the show with a little breaking news here from Kansas City. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't. I so Kansas City uh, will be trading its first-round pick Thursday night along with three other picks in 2021 and 2022 for Baltimore Ravens uh, Pro Bowl offensive tackle Orlando Brown. Oh, So he's okay. heading to Kansas City. Okay, so well, let's dissect this because this is something Jags fans were interested in. I was quite frankly interested in. I, I think you were interested in. Sure. So say it again for me so I can uh, so can, digest it. Okay, so Kansas City is trading their first round pick this year. That would be number thirty-one. Their third round pick, their fourth round pick, and a two thousand and twenty-two fifth round pick for Orlando Brown. A 2021 second-round pick, that's pick number 58, and a 2022 sixth-round pick. So in my opinion, if all this is right, Kansas City got a hell of a bargain, in my opinion, compared to Baltimore. And keep in mind, this is an AFC opponent. Now, they're not in your division, but still an AFC opponent nonetheless. I felt like Kansas City got the better end of the deal here. Wait a minute now, Austin Lane. I would have given that up. I would I could get two picks in return. I could give up a few picks, including the first rounder, which is thirty one. So essentially the Jags could have given up twenty five. They would have had to give it up another pick and then like a later round pick in next year's draft. They get Orlando Brown and they get two other picks in return. 
Yeah, that, that's correct. Yep. So they give up their 50. I mean, it's, it's super complicated via the radio here. But they gave up a 2021 second-round pick, Kansas City. Uh, I'm sorry. Baltimore gave up their second-round pick. Kansas City gave up their first-round pick and their third-round pick and their fourth-round pick. Okay. Uh, well, so they gave. Yeah, so that's quite a few picks. But still, I mean, you're talking about the value of the Jags at 25 versus 31. Would they have had to give up as much? Now they got to pay Orlando Brown as well. Uh, I think you're right. I think Kansas City, who needs some offensive line help, they're trying to redo that offensive line, especially the tackle position. You got an unhappy player in Orlando Brown. I think Kansas City, and I'm not saying Baltimore didn't win this deal too because it might work out better for them. They have an unhappy player, but. For Kansas City, they are a winner in this deal by getting Orlando Brown right off the rip. And if we go back to before, you could franchise tag a player, which would have been early March. If the Jags could have pulled off this kind of deal, I would have been very happy, Austin Lane. As you should have been. I mean, obviously with Kansas City now, it means that they have to sign him to a new, a new deal, and that's fine. But I'm very surprised, especially with you know Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry, is it John, 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 John Harbaugh yeah. running the show there in Baltimore? I'm surprised that they didn't try to get more for him because, in my opinion, you know, the team had all the leverage and power here just because they could have easily said, okay, I mean, we get that you want to play left tackle, but that's too bad. You're going to play right tackle or else you're not going to play at all. So, in my opinion, the Ravens had all the power, but it goes to show you, once again, player gets what he wants. You can only assume that he's going to be playing left tackle in Kansas City and obviously on a Super Bowl winner or a Super Bowl contender, let's just say, in the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Well, and here's one thing about this now. the What was the deal potentially before franchise tag season? Okay, so you have to take yourself back to that. This makes a little bit less sense for the Jaguars, although it's not out of the question. But it made a little bit less sense once they franchise tag Cam Robinson, $14 million a year. And again, I'm not saying it eliminates it. It just makes a little less sense. Before they franchise tag Cam Robinson, this is a play that we had conversation about. There were rumors that maybe even the Jags were interested But I would suspect, Austin, given the timing of it all, now six days away from the draft, Baltimore felt like they were losing leverage here. And so the deal for Orlando Brown might have cost a team like the Jaguars or any team more about a month and a half ago. True, but I just feel like if you're Baltimore, and obviously I think you're in win-now mode, right, because you have the talent around you to to be successful. If you're in win-now mode, the road to the Super Bowl still goes through Kansas City. And you just gave them desperately what they need because it's what they, you know, it's what they lacked last year. We saw that in the Super Bowl. And now all of a sudden you upgraded them immensely for essentially a first round pick and a, and a fourth round pick. And you gave up your second round pick as well. That's a little crazy to me. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, I'll, I'll do this for you. Okay. Just to make it easier if you're listening. Take the 2022 fifth and sixth round pick that gets exchanged. Okay, that's whatever, right? I mean, whatever. I wouldn't say it's a wash, but it's still whatever. Then Baltimore gets a third and a fourth round pick this year, and Kansas City gets a second round pick this year. Well, if you're trading to get a second round pick, it might cost you a third and fourth round pick. That might be close to a wash. Mm -hmm. And then they essentially give up Orlando Brown for the 31 overall pick, the, the, the first round pick. I mean, the other stuff is kind of washes itself out a little bit, or mostly. Um, I don't know how the trade value chart looks, but it, it it reads on paper like that to me. So essentially, it's like 31 overall for Orlando Brown. Well, we asked that on several occasions. Would you give up number 25 
and a fourth-round pick, something like that, for Orlando Brown, I think the answer was absolutely we would do that. Mm -hmm. So just again, I'm not criticizing the Jags here because, again, I think the... I think the timing of this, you know, helps in the negotiations for Kansas City to get a little bit what they want and have to not give up as much. Again, six, seven weeks ago, this deal might have been a lot different. It might have been the reason why they couldn't move them. You know, Baltimore might have just been asking too much for everybody and then figured out they, they weren't going to get it and they weren't going to sign them, so they might as well get something. Uh, the only other option here for Baltimore, it appears, Austin, since they weren't going to extend Orlando Brown, he kind of wanted out is they could have waited until around Labor Day or the early part of the season, see who gets hurt, and then somebody might be desperate for a tackle, and then Orlando Brown could have been there. That was the only other option probably if they didn't unload him here in the next week. Yeah, to me it really begs the question if Orlando Brown made it blatantly clear that he wasn't going to play for the Baltimore Ravens this year. I, I wonder if that conversation came up a little bit. I wonder if he pushed the team all in. Uh, maybe they try to call his bluff in the get-go, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this guy really might not play. Let's get something for him. Like, I can foresee that happening because, once again, if you look at the style and what the Ravens like to do on offense, you know, they're a smash-mouth physical-type team. And, you know, if you have him on one side, and I forgot who their left tackle is. I, I, um, the guy coming off the ACL. Um, oh, yeah, man. Fisher? Over there. No, it's not, no. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, not Fisher. I'm talking about for, for the Ravens here. I'll have to look it up real quick. I his name escapes me right now. But I know, I mean, he's come back off a knee injury. Oh, Stanley. Thank you very much. Stanley. Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. Now, keep in he's mind. He's been very good. He's been fantastic. But is he going to be 100% in training camp? You know? Or is, is there going to be some kind of after effects with that knee injury? So, you have a little insurance to keep Orlando Brown number one. But number two, if you have Ronnie Stanley on one side and Orlando Brown on another side 100% healthy, that is a, a pretty great tandem that you want to run the football, that you want to play smash mouth football with. So once again, I just, th- th- there might be more to this that we're not seeing where he threatened to set out. I- I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm really surprised that the Ravens didn't get more for him. Well, I am too. Uh, although I guess that's the timing. Again, if it wasn't going to work, you, you got to unload him. Um, and so maybe they just weren't willing to wait until the season. See, I think that's the best time to trade sometimes because somebody's got to be desperate for a left tackle, right tackle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when the season starts, and that's the time to maybe make the move and get the most in return, I believe. Although this isn't a bad time of year to do that. Uh, right before the league year starts, that's another one. But teams know that you're trying to get rid of a guy, and therefore they're trying to get them on the cheap a little bit. Not the case all the time in September and even early October before the trade deadline hits, or at least there's a desperate team that wants to dance with you. But, uh, I mean, also remember, though, Brent, he still has a year on his contract. He so, does, so, but so he, you're going to have to pay him big, right? You're going to have to pay him big. Well, eventually, yeah, but I'm saying you, you could still get another year out of him, and then, you know, I mean, I guess you're going to lose out or whatever. If he chooses to go someplace else, you could franchise take him. You could do a lot of things, but you essentially had him on a lease if you wanted to use him. Now, you know how I feel about it, right? Usually I take the player's side here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Orlando Brown because he gets what he wants, you know? I just I don't know what that dialogue was like back and forth, where if he threatened to sit out, if maybe if he threatened to opt out, I'm not sure if opting out's even a thing this year with COVID. I really have no idea, but I just find it peculiar that the Ravens didn't get more for him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, this is a good player, like a really good player at a critical spot, and so it's a it's a nice win for the Chiefs, no doubt about it. Uh, the I, rich I get richer. Yeah, the rich get richer here. Uh, give them credit for pulling it off. 
Do you do think you this think- has anything to do with the Chiefs thinking one of those tackles might not come to them in the first round at that low pick? Well, or yeah. even guys might be dropping or they don't like them as much as everybody thinks. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at 31 is a long time to wait on draft night, you know? Yeah. But it's uh, just, I mean, it goes to show you, though, Casey, and th- this is the Chiefs' M.O. You know, they, they pay Travis Kelsey. They, they pay Tyreek Hill. Obviously, they shored up Patrick Mahomes. And now what do they say? All right, Patrick Mahomes, we gave you this big deal. Let's go ahead and get you Orlando Brown now to make you feel a little more safe. You know, like this is this is classic Chiefs. This is let's win right now. We'll figure out the contract down the line. Don't worry about it, but we're going to figure this whole thing out, um, and let's go win another Super Bowl. What uh, do you think the Jags were interested in Orlando Brown? Oh, there are rumors, reports, all this stuff, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Uh, do you think they ever made a play for him? I mean, wouldn't you have to at least investigate that? Or do you think they like Cam Robinson that much from what they saw? They were a believer in it. They knew they could use the tag, and they didn't have to get involved in this heavy-duty contract and giving away trade capital right now to go get a left tackle. Well, you know, when you have Joe Collin and company coming over from Baltimore that have a lot of experience, you know, going against Orlando Brown every single day in practice, they could have told Urban Meyer, try and bulky everything about Orlando Brown. Um, so I do believe they, they they had to be interested, um, especially, you know, with the whole Cam Robinson thing of, you know, are they going to franchise him or not, what the plan's going to be there. I believe in those discussions with Cam Robinson, there had to be at least some sort of interest. They had to at least test the waters a little bit because, once again, with all due respect to Cam Robinson, you've got to think that Orlando Brown is a big upgrade at the left tackle position. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, when we were talking about that, some six, seven, even eight weeks ago, that was an exciting proposition. And I'm a believer in Cam Robinson. Uh, I I think what they did franchising him is a smart move. I think it's a good move for him. I think he has a chance to really hit it big now with a big season. And I still don't fully know how good Cam Robinson is. I don't know how they could know how good he is, but he's got a chance to prove it. I'm okay with the situation in Jacksonville. You know what I've said. I believe in their offensive line better than a lot of people do, and we know they believe in their offensive line even more than I do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they're okay with their offensive line. But the idea of getting Orlando Brown, a guy that is a perennial Pro Bowl type of player, uh, that you know is this kind of player, and to have him on the left side of that line and Trevor Lawrence taking snaps, now that gets you excited. And don't worry about the quarterback position. Don't worry about the left tackle position for the next five or six years. We don't know that's the case here in Jacksonville with Cam Robinson. We don't know if next year they are going to have to invest heavily in left tackle, guard, right guard, or even right tackle uh, with Jawan Taylor. So there's a lot of unknowns going forward that I think an Orlando Brown would have cured. And also, Austin, they had plenty of money. They do have plenty of money to be able to ink uh, Orlando Brown to this mega deal. So uh, I I love the idea of it. I understand the circumstances, why it maybe didn't happen. I would hope the Jaguars investigated it and were interested in it because I think it was upgradable and it made a lot of sense at the time. It just didn't come to fruition. Without a doubt. And now you got Kansas City adding a pretty solid left tackle. And keep in mind, too, Kansas City also signed Kyle Long, right guard, who came back out of retirement from the Chicago Bears uh, this offseason as well. So they've immediately upgraded their offensive line. Well, this is interesting because folks are responding. I I said, do you think the Jaguars were interested in making a deal for Orlando Brown? And Patrick Jackson says, not at that price. 
Matthew says, probably not for what the Ravens were asking for. Chiefs are in a win-now mentality. Jags have way too many holes on the roster currently. I think I disagree with these guys. I don't think that was that hefty of a price. No, it Now, wasn't. again, again, you have to – we've said this a few times now, but if you just jump it in, Orlando Brown traded from the Ravens to the Chiefs, it is worth repeating that the price tag here on April 20 – whatever the heck they were at, 3rd, versus the price tag on March 6th, may have been a totally different deal in terms of the trade value. It might be why we got to this point mm-hmm. where Kansas City could jump in the game and get him. But you brought up a good point, too. I mean, this is a move that doesn't avoid the shift of balance, if you will, in the AFC. These are con- considered to be two really good teams in the AFC that could go head-to-head for a while. And in the immediate, the Baltimore Ravens just made the Kansas City Chiefs a lot better. Without a doubt. And now, um, uh, let's see who this guy is here. So, Jamison Hensley, who seems to be a reporter with the ESPN. Uh, he's an ESPN Ravens reporter. He checks out. Don't worry. I'm not getting trolled right now. But um, he's saying that with Orlando Brown going to the Chiefs, the Ravens are expected to replace him at right tackle with Alejandro Villanueva, who you know played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. So I guess okay. there's, there's already a plan in place from the Ravens. So maybe this has been um, you know, in, in touch for a long time, and now it's finally coming to fruition. Well, in Austin, I think this is less about what the Ravens wanted to do with Orlando Brown and more about what Orlando Brown wanted to do in terms of right tackle, left tackle. I want to be a left tackle, pay me like a left tackle, or get me out of here type of situation. That's kind of the way I read it. Uh, and there are other no. places where you can play left tackle. Oh, no, uh, of course. I mean, you know, if, if you look at the average of a left tackle in the NFL compared to the right tackle, it's a, it's a difference between $5 million. So say no more. We're, we're talking $5 million. I don't blame Orlando Brown for what he did. You know, and props to him. He got what he wanted, going to a great team. More power to him. I'd like the backstory on this one someday down the road. This one's interesting because as much as people talk about the offensive line and upgrading offensive line, especially when you saw what happened with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and you have Trevor Lawrence coming in, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is one I think the Jags let get away. I just don't know the situation enough. But I would hope they were at least interested and thought about it. I'd like the organization to be like that, be aggressive, be that kind of upgradable with the talent, especially with the dollars they had in their back pocket. I would hope they would have been at least interested back in March, back in late February, even right now. Well, even right now does make a little bit less sense because you're giving Cam Robinson $14 million. But uh, nonetheless, I would hope they would have been involved. So that's the news. Orlando Brown. He's been a pro bowler at right tackle and left tackle. That's how good this guy is, all right? Mm. I know not everybody knows, like, uh, hey, okay, so how good is Orlando Brown? He's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude, but he's a pro bowler at both positions. He is really good. Uh, he is the he, one of the best uh, linemen in the game, you know, at, at this point in time. It's before yeah. go, go ahead. Well, I was just saying because it, it's super interesting too. Because I remember, you know, this is back when the Jaguars Orlando Brown rumors kind of started to circulate a little bit. And I did a radio show in Baltimore, and they were saying how they're expecting two first-round picks for him. And what would I think that Jax will give up like a, a two first-round picks, or at the very worst, a first-round pick and a second-round pick? And I even said I, I don't think that. I think that's a little bit too high of a price. And now we see what's circulated from essentially you gave up a first-round pick for the guy and some change. Um, I just I, I don't know. It's, it's it's weird to me, man. It's just not to me, not the Baltimore Ravens' mo. But who knows? I got to be honest with you, man. If you told me back uh, in early March that the Jaguars gave Orlando Brown 
uh, gave Baltimore 25th overall pick and number 65. Yeah. I don't think I would have blinked an eye. I know. Now it doesn't. Now here in April they didn't even have to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's kind of the perspective I had on it. So I think this is a great deal for Kansas City. I really do. And and maybe Baltimore gets something out of it as well. And they obviously feel like they do. Uh, but we will um, we'll see how it plays out. All right, we'll take a break. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690 here on a Friday, six days away from the NFL Draft. On the road, we're at Tire Outlet in Yulee. Come on out. Say hello. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Rolls on after this. Now, the first alert forecast on ESPN 690. The start of a warming trend today under mostly sunny skies, still very comfortable humidity, with an afternoon high near 75. Join me beginning at 5 p.m. for CBS 47 and Fox 30 Action News. Jack's from the First Alert Weather Center. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Burrish. The Weather Center is brought to you by Beard's Diamonds. Don't miss the buy one, get one free on wedding bands through this Sunday. I should have my kid tell you about Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. It's Ty's favorite burger in town. Make it one of your favorites as well. Jumpin' Jack's House of Food has three locations now, Atlantic Beach, Mandarin, and downtown Jacksonville. Change your life burgers. But they have salads, pizza, and much more on the menu, too. Let Jumpin' Jack's House of Food be your great neighbor. Lunch or dinner with the family, or they will cater parties from two to 500 people. Jumpin' Jack's, HOF.com for online ordering. Jumpin' Jack's House of Food, open seven days a week. We should always be looking at our finances, but 2020 made my family take an even closer look, a bit more of a deeper dive, and it might have done the same for you, even into the world of retirement. Although that's a bit down the road for me, it might be closer for you, and your plan should already be under a microscope, and you have to lean on the experts to help guide the right plan. My friend Mike Lester with Talent Wealth Management is the perfect partner. He will provide a complimentary analysis and a plan for you. Call him at 904-515-5000 or visit Guarding Your Nest Egg. That's 904-515-5000 or guardingyournestegg.com. Mike will give you the guidance you need as retirement gets closer. He can help you convert company plans to private plans, a move that might give you higher returns and more options. You've earned the money. Now make sure you are ready for whenever retirement will be. Call Mike Lester at Talent Wealth Management, 904-515-5000. That's 904-515-5000. Or visit guardingyournestegg.com. Ah, boy, you have that look on your face. That grumbling Greg face. Boss asking you to do work. No, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to work at work. That's why we switched to peak push to talk. Yeah, push to talk is back. Connect instantly to anybody, anywhere in the country. Boop. Get used to the boop. And working at work, too, is kind of a thing we do. Boop Nationwide. Learn more at booptotalk.com. Uh, why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. Did you say boop? And you'll beep your crew nationwide with Peak Push to Talk. Booping is back. And better than ever from Peak Push to Talk. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope, just boop. Boop. Find your people with a boop at booptotalk.com. Boop. Hi, I'm here reporting from one of the vaccine locations, and we're asking people today why they decided to get vaccinated. Ma'am, why are you getting the vaccine? Why am I getting the vaccine? So that I can go back to church. The COVID vaccine is a safe and proven way to get our lives back to normal. This is why the Florida Division of Emergency Management partnered with local community leaders to create Vax904.com. Visit Vax904.com or call 357-0892 to get more information. 
Smoothie King is blending goodness to fuel your greatness. They make sure every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses whole fruits and only organic veggies. You'll never find any sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives in the smoothies. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of the blends. Skip the line and place your order online now at SmoothieKing.com for contactless pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. No matter what you are driving, you can step up to luxury now at any of the Fields Auto Group dealerships in Jacksonville. Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. Yes, it's luxury for less at all Fields Auto Group locations in Jacksonville. Plus, you'll also be part of their exclusive Fields Amenities Program, where you will get complimentary loaners, car washes, and cafes. So whatever you're driving, see Fields first and step up to luxury for less during this amazing opportunity. Visit FieldsAuto.com. Is your home not feeling very new anymore? Sick of that pink bathroom tile? Popcorn ceilings? A stove older than you are? Whether it's repairs or reno, finance it smart with a honeydew HELOC from One to One Financial. Jacksonville's hometown credit union, where you can borrow up to 90% of your home's appraised value. You've got good taste, but your block counters ain't cheap. So get to work and open a honeydew HELOC with One to One Financial. When you do, we'll send you a free handyman tool set to get started. Apply online at 121FCU.org. Federally insured by NCU. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Because you start to realize that the reason New Orleans Saints hadn't made, had made a Super Bowl in the last few years is Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't the same guy late in season. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. That's a huge part of it. Now We have our doctors, and we're actually, I think it's this week, Friday, we're going to meet with our doctors and our trainers, and they've done a... A deep dive through the combine and through just research and data. So every player that comes up, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but every, I'm sure everybody's doing this. Is they're they're digging if there's a red flag at all before that number or before that name goes on the board. Uh, we're gonna cover area every area. Well, you better, Urban Meyer, cover every every area, especially when it comes to the medicals. And Jaguars are doing that. Of course, every team continues to do that. You wonder how many they have crossed off their board. It's always a topic of conversation right around the draft. Character issues, medical issues, they will cross some players off their draft board. No doubt about it. Brent Martineau here at Tire Outlet in Yulee. Glad to be up here. And Yulee's a great place. Right uh, next door is Fernandina Beach, just down SR 200 a little bit. Um, easy drive. You know, everybody thinks Yuli's so far away, man. It's an easy drive to Yuli. Yeah, it's, uh, what is it, about, I would say, probably for you, it's about 40 minutes, 50 minutes? Yeah, from home, like down in Saint jo- northern St. John's County, it was like 45. Sure. To get up, because this wasn't too far off the, uh, off 95. Yeah. But from, like, the station, it's even less. You know, it just depends time of day. Yep. But this place has got packed now. You know, the road, uh, there's like, how many lanes? If you haven't been to Yuli in five years, you'll be like, that's not Yuli. <laughs> oh, I know. It's growing, man. It's blowing up. I always wonder, as we say this a lot on, on the air, actually. I think we've had this conversation before, but you want, like, this is like small town Yuli where Derrick Henry came from. You know? Yeah. 
and it's it, I'm not saying it's not small town Uly still, but it doesn't feel as small when I used to come up and cover Derrick Henry at Uly High School and where it did feel small. And I wonder about some of the, the folks that live here for a long time, how they feel about it. Because a lot of folks don't like when the place gets a little bit bigger, you know? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, sometimes the lo- locals got a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. No, yeah. uh, no problem with that. Hey, Trevor Lawrence and Jaguars fans, you know, this is cool. The, the, the story keeps getting better. Uh, heck, I mean, Dylan's going to make his way into, like, the pride of the Jaguars if he keeps this up. As he should, I mean, man. It's just too much credit for Dylan, man. He's going to – he's, I mean, he's going to – oh, wow. The, I mean, how the much hate credit is can still we there. give the guy? The, the hate is still there. Um Dill is the type of guy that would probably get announced to the Pride of the Jaguars and break the news that he was going to be inducted to the, the Pride of the Jaguars. So, oh, I mean, when's the last time Dilla broke something? I don't know, man. When's the last time you broke something? <laughs> have you ever broke Good something call. before? <laughs> Good call. Do you have a hat? Uh, <laughs> All right, then. That's a good call. All right, then. All uh, right. Can you stop with the protection and support of Dilla seriously? Dude, I don't protect or support anybody. I'm just telling, like, I'm calling it like I see it, man. The, the, the guy is obviously pretty popular on social media, as he should be, and he's doing great stuff for the community. I ain't protecting anybody, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to save you, uh, the, you know, the Twitter feedback that's going to come your way to keep on talking smack about the guy. I'm trying to help you out, man. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I still don't have a hat. You have a hat yet? I don't, I don't wear hats, so we're all good, though. I, I did. That's right. You know, yeah. I want you just like put the hat like around your belt buckle or something. <laughs> what generation are we in right now? Put the hat <laughs> around my belt buckle. Nah, man. I, th- I think I'm all set with that. We're all good. Um, I did suggest actually. I mean, I get a little. I mean, the, the, it's over the top love sometimes for Dylan. Yeah. But I did think it might be cool. Remember, we we're asking who would announce the draft. Yeah. Pick. Well, maybe Dylan should. That'd be cool. Like that I can would be kind of cool, the, like, like the whole I, fan thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, or maybe just like, well, it's too dangerous for the whole Bold City Brigade to go up there, right? Well, I mean, uh, we're talking thousands, man. Yeah, it could be a little. I mean, I get it. You know, you know, we're, we're making the next step here um, out of the pandemic, but in terms of social distancing, it might be a little sketchy. <laughs> Seriously, though, you saw what happened today. Uh, uh, Dilla did tweet out about fifty-four thousand plus dollars. Uh, generated between Jags fans, uh, Trevor Lawrence himself, Billy Horschel, and his matching donation. It, we've said it. It's been a story in Jacksonville for now three weeks or so. It's a really cool story, Austin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if there, we were talking about this earlier today with some folks. I have no idea if something like this has happened before. But I don't know if it's happened to the degree... Or, or the timing of this, with the number one pick, with the the franchise quarterback, with this specific guy. Because think about all the things that have to go in place. You have to know who that number one guy is going to be. Of course. Like, and, and this franchise has known that for five months. Yeah. You have to have the fan base willing to do something like this. And on top of it, you have to have a guy that's got a wedding registry before he gets drafted. Yeah. <laughs> that might be the hardest part. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like I think this is a unique circumstance where I can't remember like the – ever in NFL history where, like, the first pick of the draft, where you know where he's going to go, like, that fan base and him essentially worked together and they donated money to charity. I can't say that's ever happened before. Now, there's been circumstances like, 
you know, where let's say a certain team um, beats another team for the playoffs. So, for instance, right, let's say like there's a team at home watching, hoping that another team loses so they can go to the playoffs, and the team that beats that team so they can go to the playoffs, like they donate to their charities, right, because they're happy that they're going to the playoffs. So that's happened before, if that makes any sense. Probably not because I kind of rambled a little bit. But, um, <laughs> like, I remember I think it was t- last year or two years ago, when the Bills fans donated for um, the, the Children's Hospital yes. because of Josh Allen, and that was yes. like over $100,000, which is crazy, by the way, yeah. over $100,000 um, to the Children's Hospital. But yeah, yeah. In, in honor of, uh, I think it was Josh Allen's grandmother. Obviously, super different circumstances. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously fan bases have, you know, the, their players back, but this is a unique circumstance because he's not officially a Jacksonville Jaguar yet. Like, yeah. this is... This is, I think, in my opinion, going above and beyond welcome, welcoming somebody with open arms and saying, "Hey, man, we can't wait till you get here, um, and we'll, you know, we'll let's let's win some games together." I guess you would say. You, you know what's cool about? I, here's the cool level of it for me. Like, I'm not surprised in Jaguars fans, uh, and, and really credit the Bold City Brigade and Bold City Cap and Dylan Ohm for getting everybody going and and getting behind this and having some fun with it. You know, uh, so I'm, but I'm really not surprised with that part. I'm really not surprised Trevor Lawrence and his team did something. Uh, the toaster <laughs> place uh, did something. Billy Horschel did something. Uh, what, I, what it appears to me, though, Austin, is I feel like Trevor's having some fun with this. And that's kind of the cool part for me. Like the willingness to acknowledge last week in a tweet, hey, hopefully I'll be a part of the community soon. You know, reaching out and, and retweeting Dilla and, and that quote today. <laughs> but no, let's be honest, though, man. A fan base just, you know, essentially raised, I think it was 20 something thousand dollars for a charity of your choice, and you got a free toaster out of it. Yeah, I, I would hope Trevor Lawrence acknowledged somebody at some point. Like, if he didn't acknowledge somebody, I'm not going to say I would be disappointed, but I would definitely be a little skeptical. Like, hey, man, like, we just raised all this money for you. A little thank you would be, you know, sufficient. Yeah, but he easily could have done that on draft night when he got drafted by him and waited. You know what I mean? Like, you could still thank everybody. He didn't have to thank him last weekend, this week, and, and kind of play it close to the vest, like, it, just not even kind of correspond, I, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm surprised he's corresponding. There's wrong. I just feel like the nature of his tweets... Uh, he, he seems like he's having fun with this part, you know, and he's not, like, annoyed by it or it's not just a thing that his PR team's doing or something. I, I feel like there's some genuine, like, hey, this is going to be a cool ride, you know, I, and maybe I'm just reading into it a little bit. But uh, that's what I took out of this last week more so when there's a bit more of a back and forth with Lawrence jumping in and then he tweets at Billy Horschel as well. Like, I, I think that part of it, um, that, that part of it's pretty cool where – this is a part of the process where you might be tired of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, he's kind of embracing it. No, without a doubt. And I think that if you want to put the bow on a perfect draft day and, and a perfect, you know, couple months lead up to the draft day, like it's been here with the, the toaster and the and charities, you know, getting some some money and everything like that, and you know, Jaguars fandom and Jaguars Twitter, um, you know, getting put on the pedestal as they should be. If you really want to wrap it up, Trevor Lawrence, and once again, this is a little free advice to Trevor Lawrence's PR team, whoever you want to be, I've seen these emoji hats out there, you know. Now, we don't need to get into what emoji it is because I had to school you about that couple about a month ago of what I the emoji face the emoji. meant. But if I've Trevor got- Lawrence opted 
Not to put on the, I think it's the New Era, New Draft hat, which is, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not sponsored by New Era, so it is what it is. If he opted to put that hat on and then take the hat off and then put on the face of satisfaction emoji hat, breaking the internet. Breaking the internet. And you know what? Yeah, a Super Bowl would be good in Jacksonville, but to me, that's just as good as a Super Bowl right there if Trevor Lawrence did that. Uh, he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have to throw a football, and I'd be like, all right, dude, r- ring of honor for you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your commitment. I need nothing more from you, man, because the hat said it all. Uh, now, that would be something. I don't anticipate it. I think probably has a deal with New Era that he has to wear the hat. Uh, not a deal with the emoji, most likely. Mm. Um, the uh, One more thing on this. Did the Jags just start something? Jaguars fans. Where... We could see kind of this more often. And listen to it in context. I'm not saying every draft pick is going to be married. Uh, I know not every year you know what the number one draft pick is. But we'll, uh, it's a copycat world, right? Whatever is cool, whatever works. Uh, I wonder even in other sports. Like if the, jet, the success of this, the fun of this, uh, if, if other fan bases don't try to find a way um, to do something similar, whatever that is, I don't know. Uh, but if, if you know Zion Williamson was going to be the number one pick uh, from New Orleans, you know, could they, you know, uh, get him a bunch of sneakers since his blew out at Duke? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever it is. I, I, I just wonder if it's a trendy world we live in, and this has been a slam dunk success in Jacksonville. Uh, what started very grassrootsy. I wonder if we see more of it. Uh, down the road. Again, you're not anticipating too many uh, number one picks being married or getting married on their way before the draft, but it will be something to watch. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think just what makes this story so great, though, and hard to duplicate is this, you know, the spontaneity of it, because, like, nobody intended for this to happen. I mean, Dilla literally just said, hey, we should get him a toaster, and then, like, you know, it went on from there. So, like, that's, to me, what makes the story so great, because it's random, it's genuine, and it's got a feel-good ending, you know, where, yeah. you know, Billy Horschel and then obviously Trevor donates money as well. Um, that's That makes a great story. Now, yes, this can definitely happen again, um, you know, but it, it has to have all the right elements. It has to be where, okay, the, the consensus number one overall pick, we know it's going to be number one. The fan base is excited to have him because sometimes that doesn't necessarily happen. Sometimes there's, well, who should we take, this guy or this guy? Obviously, Jaguars fans now are on the same page saying, we got to take Trevor Lawrence, right? And you just sometimes for the number one pick, it is like that, just like Zion Williamson. He was unequivocally the number one pick. But sometimes there's a case for maybe some other guy who should be the number one pick. So to me, it was the perfect storm of randomness um, of a passionate fan base and obviously a high-profile player that made this thing work. Near the top of best tweets today, a uh, little credit for you, Austin Lee. Oh no, you're all good, man. That was, I, I, that, that, that was nothing. I said this. I said this to somebody. I said, um, the timing of your tweets often can be very good. Now, half the time I don't understand them, uh, but that's, no, that's okay. Co- well, that's because half more on anime. That's all good. There, there's an anime ones up there. It's all good though. But once in a while, man. I mean, you. It, we just connect, and that that was well done. Yeah. The Gatorade endorsement for Trevor Lawrence. No surprise. First quarterback endorsement since 2012 and Cam Newton. Did I hear that right for our number one pick? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wild. Or maybe it was just first number one pick, not quarterback. No, but, I think it's quarterback, Brent. 
It is? Yes. Uh, since 2012 with Gatorade. Mm-hmm. And you know our New York friend said, <laughs> Jacksonville, why does he want to go there? It's Hartford with palm trees. Yeah. Never make money. Yeah. Never going to be an endorser of anything. Uh, somebody else, some goofball the other day said it again. I don't even know who that is. Call him a goofball. I love it. I uh, love it. One of these guys that just tries to get clicks, but I saw it floating around. Yeah. Um, it, and, and we've said this before. That's not the reality. I mean, you're you're. It's not. You could be a star from anywhere, first of all, and market doesn't play into it. But your tweet was very good. <laughs> Read it. The official thirst quencher of Jacksonville is that yeah. what it was. Yes. Well, yeah, because the, the the whole thing was some dude from I forgot the what I don't even know his name. He, he's got a lot of followers, so props to him for doing that. But it was some dude that basically said, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be all he can get for endorsements is like the local car dealerships or whatever it was. Yeah, and said, yeah. yeah. And, and and here we are with Adidas and and Gatorade. So it is what it is. I mean, but Brent, we saw this coming from a mile away. Okay. Yeah, we did. Anytime I turn on a TV and I see Baker Mayfield, and with all due respect, in Cleveland, with all due respect, hasn't been to a Pro Bowl yet, but he's everywhere in terms of endorsements, in terms of notoriety. Say no more. This is the NFL, man. If you're the quarterback number one, you got a personality, or you have the skill set number two, you're gonna get endorsements. The end. Yeah, the end. We'll talk more about the value of Trevor Lawrence coming up at 4 o'clock with a guest. By the way, we're out here at Tire Outlet here in Yuli. Huge raffle prizes, including an ATV and a tire wheel package, 2500 buck value, 10% off all auto services. First 100 to stop by, get a free Tire Outlet t-shirt, and uh, even more right here at Tire Outlet in Yuli. Come on out. Say hello. We're here until 6 o'clock. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. ESPN 690, Sports Interrupted. Happy Friday. I'm Jake Mitchell. Not everybody in the NFL is excited about the new number rule. Tom Brady thinks it's not just silly, it's dangerous, especially when trying to recognize blitzes. Brady Coleman, however, is a ESPN radio host, and he thinks Brady needs to stop crying. But let's be honest, as great as he's been, how many times when things have not gone his way, he has acted like a petulant child. And not for nothing, he's too much of a name to be in that crybaby box. Leave that for quarterbacks who don't even have 199th, what you've been able to do. When you're Tom Brady, you just sound like a sad old man. And it, because someone didn't change the TV right or didn't give you the remote control so you can have that kind of control. And Jacksonville plays host to its first full capacity event tomorrow night. It's UFC 261 featuring three title fights. And that event is completely sold out. Sports Center update is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. The Max Kellerman Show. The Nets started out the season without James Harden, who's their second best player, and then have played recently without Kevin Durant, who's their best player. Also, when Kyrie joined the team, he and Harden had to figure things out. There was an adjustment period. And so the Nets' record does not reflect their entire record, does not reflect the team they've become. The Max Kellerman Show, weekdays at 2 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Ever finally get around to trying something and it's so much better than you expected? Where you're mentally kicking yourself for not doing it sooner? Or wondering where it's been your whole life? That's how Griffin customers feel about their Florida-rated AC. They even tell me, We're never going back to regular AC. And it's the same for our Florida-rated water heaters, too. It's so much better, our customers wonder why no one told them about it before. Well, we fix what others can't. 
Tired of having to run a shower or faucet for three minutes before you actually get hot water? Uh, we can fix that. Nice. Tired of Jacksonville's swampy hard water hurting your appliances and hair? Uh-huh. We can fix it. Naturally. Tired of a tank water heater going bad every five to eight years or running out of hot water? Yep. Griffin can fix that big time. Oh, yeah. I never knew I could have hot water as soon as I turn on the tap. And my hair could be so much healthier. And my appliances can last longer. Well, you can but only if you call GriffinService.com. 1432-61-1250-697. CGC Water has been telling you, if you're not filtering your water, you are the filter. Still not a believer? Well, you can believe me. My family has been a happy CGC Water customer for four years now. Customer service is tremendous. We got our water tested. We were told about our options and financing in detail. No pressure, just information. Installation was quick, and the CGC team was there every step of the way. And we absolutely love it, because it works. Heck, I even think my coffee tastes better because of it. And I love my coffee. A Connecticut system from CGC Water removes up to 99% of contaminants. That's clean. Schedule your free water test today and ask how you can save up to $500. CGC is still taking extra precautions with in-home visits and continuing to follow CDC guidelines. Financing available with approved credit. Call 904-552-1242 for details or visit cgcwater.com. Serving Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia, CGC Water Treatment, your local independent Connecticut dealer. We should always be looking at our finances, but 2020 made my family take an even closer look, a bit more of a deeper dive, and it might have done the same for you, even into the world of retirement. Although that's a bit down the road for me, it might be closer for you, and your plan should already be under a microscope, and you have to lean on the experts to help guide the right plan. My friend Mike Lester with Talent Wealth Management is the perfect partner. He will provide a complimentary analysis and a plan for you. Call him at 904-515-5000 or visit Guarding Your Nest Egg. That's 904-515-5000 or guardingyournestegg.com. Mike will give you the guidance you need as retirement gets closer. He can help you convert company plans to private plans, a move that might give you higher returns and more options. You've earned the money. Now make sure you are ready for whenever retirement will be. Call Mike Lester at Talent Wealth Management, 904-515-5000. That's 904-515-5000. Or visit guardingyournestegg.com. Where else can you get lunch and brunch and booze and specials? Only one place at Colhane's Irish Pub at Atlantic Beach and on the south side. It's as Irish as you can get. Owned by four Irish sisters. Yeah, they've got fish and chips, of course, shepherd's pie. Go today for lunch or dinner. Eat in or Order out ColhanesIrishPub.com for the full menu and try the new Five Sisters Vodka at happy hour. Lunch and brunch and booze and specials and so much more. Two locations, Atlantic Beach and the South Side. Colhane's Irish Pub, Irish Sass with five-star class. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Rubenstein, and this is Rubenstein's Rules for Personal Injury. Rule number two, beware of strangers. If you've been in an accident and a stranger contacts you to get your case, watch out. They're breaking the law. These crooks knock on your door, send you text messages, and even go into your hospital room uninvited. They work for shady clinics and lawyers who want the insurance proceeds for themselves. Don't hire them. Report them. Call Rubenstein Law at 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Offices in Jacksonville and throughout Florida. Hey, it's me, your cousin, from Boston. I'm on the radio doing ads for Sam Adams. Now I'll be known as the Sam Adams guy instead of the dude who fell in the quarry. <clears throat> Sam Adams Boston Lager is crisp and refreshing, which is why I bring a six-pack wherever I go, except the movies. Anymore. 
Sam Adams from Boston with love. Here's a legal pod. Watch how fast I can read. The Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Drink responsibly. Now, is that 30 seconds? Are we even close? Vote for this week's ESPN 690 High School Athlete of the Week, presented by Honda of the Avenues. Each week, an athlete with the most votes will be announced on Action Sports Chats. To vote or nominate your favorite student-athlete, go to ESPN690.com or check us out on ESPN 690's Facebook page. Big plays were absent in our uh, on offense last year, and we, we have to get better. And a lot of it's speed. There's a lot a lot more than speed involved in that, but obviously speed is a big piece of that. That is Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer talking about speed and playmakers on offense. I still think it's interesting they dissected the tape and said we just didn't have enough on the explosives, and that will be a big focal point on the offense. I mean, I know it's a focal point for every offense, pop Warner to the NFL, but yeah. Uh, they certainly identified that uh, with those comments in looking back at the tape and looking back at last year and their offense. Uh, so we'll see how they change it. We'll see how much Trevor Lawrence changes the offense and uh, helps those guys get down the field for big plays. Brent Martineau here at Tire Outlet in Uly, Austin Lane, back in the Action Sports Jacks studios. Huge six days in Jacksonville. Obviously the draft on the horizon. We'll have full coverage. We'll be live with our show on ESPN 690 at the stadium on Thursday. CBS 47, Fox 30 all day long on draft day. We'll be up in Cleveland as well with Stuart Weber. Uh, And then Saturday, meaning tomorrow night, it's UFC 261. We had Dana White on the show yesterday. If you missed any of that conversation, go to the Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 podcast. Let's get to the phone lines real quick. I think we have uh, South Beach Gary hanging on the line. Let's get to him. Brandon Austin, six more days, fired up. Just can't wait for the draft. A couple things, please. Did you guys see the uh, the $135 million state-of-the-art indoor practice facility that Stephen Ross is coughing up down there in South Beach? Meeting rooms, everything, a tennis court for, for the, uh, for the uh, charity that they're going to do built on, on the 20 acres right next to Hard Rock Place. He's putting his money where his mouth is, guys. I like it, man. Are you guys going to hire two uh, quarterback coach as well? (laughs) (laughs) We got one. Settle down there, Austin. We got a quarterback coach. Hey, that uh, will be interesting to watch. I have not seen a lot of that, but I've heard about it, obviously, in $135 million. Is that kind of the price for the Jags? How quick are they going to move on that? What will it look like? relative to maybe the Dolphins or the Vikings or the Ravens. or There's a lot of these facilities around now. And uh, the Jaguars, you know, I, I think it's going to end up right there next to the facility uh, near the fields. And so what does that space give you and allow you to do, Austin? It'll be an interesting thing. Listen, it doesn't impact me at all. Yet I find my yet I find myself fascinated with the idea of this facility. Yeah. I think it I think it shows a lot symbolically for the organization. No, it, it's cool. It's cool when you know people like South Beach Gary was saying when people put their money where their mouth is and they invest in the team. So that's definitely a cool thing. It's cool for the community, obviously outside of the team. It's a good thing, and I can't wait to see what it looks like. Tennis courts, you say? We got calls all over the place. Let's go to Stephen real quick uh, before we head to break. What's up, man? Not too much, guys. Uh, I wanted to get a O-line question since you were talking Orlando Brown earlier. Um, I was watching uh, The Hunt Chapter 2. I know Austin, most of the mock drafts, haven't, he hasn't been much of a fan at uh, O-line uh, at high picks, you know, being a luxury pick. That is correct, um, Stephen. But um, watching one of the scenes, it looks like they are looking at offensive line in the draft. 
And, I mean, like Brett said, I mean, you know, tackle uh, and both guards are on their contract year. I mean, Cam Robinson's on the franchise tag. But, I mean, if they don't live up to this year, I mean, that's three starters we'd be down on the offensive line. I mean, now it kind of made sense why they got Manhurt because when he played against uh, Tampa, I saw the tape on him. I mean, he shut down Shaq Barrett, one of the best edge rushers last year, by himself. Dude, Jack. So they probably got him to help out Cam and Jawan Taylor on the edges because they were getting beat last year, and I believe in our offensive line, but in the run game. They did great on run blocking, but when it came for pass protection, it was kind of iffy at a lot of times. So, I mean, I should they ultimately look at possibly getting eventual starters if these guys don't live up to it this year? Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call, man. Have a good weekend. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, Austin, we have talked a little bit this week about the offensive line. Here, My quick take on there's a lot of places to go with what Stephen said. But here's the thing. I don't think it's readily upgradable from what they have this year now. I think they they didn't trade for Orlando Brown, or they're not going to get, I think, in the first round an offensive lineman that they love, or Penny Sewell, or somebody like that. That just ain't happening. So I do think now the eye is on the future of next year and the year after, just in case some of the pieces start to go away for salary cap reasons, play reasons, quality of play reasons, or what else. Now, it's not guaranteed. Cam Robinson could earn himself a deal. Jawan Taylor could earn himself a deal. Linder and A.J. Can might be here for a while. I'm a little up in the air on how long Norwell will be here. So it might not need to be fixed or reshuffled, but it certainly could happen next year for this offensive line. Yeah, I just have an issue when you go 1-15 last year, and obviously there's still some holes to fill on this team. And you take a pick that would be a depth pick essentially this year. Unless you get a guy like Penny Sewell, which is probably not going to happen unless you trade up for him. So when we talk about offensive line depth, I get it. It's important. You have to win in the trenches, all that stuff. But at the same time, right now, there's other needs that I think should be addressed in the first round. All right. Uh, hey, I want to take this time for, to real quick congratulations to the athletic director at the University of North Florida. This just came out this afternoon. I talked to uh, Lee Moon this morning, um, and we kind of saw this coming. He is going to retire this summer. But what a run it's been. A dozen years here at UNF, and obviously this transition to Division One, the success of the basketball program and a lot of other programs, facilities. Uh, as, as college sports continues to change, he's seen it all. Pretty good run, Austin. How about some 55 years in athletics wow. for Lee Moon? Amazing. So they call him Coach. Congratulations to Coach on a on a heck of a run. As I told him this morning, it'd be uh, it's about time you just go play some golf, travel around, <laughs> spend time with the family, and uh, I think he's done enough. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome, man. Can Job well done. Like, I do have this goal to be married for over 50 years. Okay. Because I figure I got off to a head start since I was married at like 14. You you do have the whole shot right now, as they say in dirt bike racing. Yeah, I mean, I'm 22 years in. It's one of my life goals to be married 50 years plus. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I don't know if I imagine myself doing anything else for 55 years other than living. <laughs> That's not a bad way to think. I mean, listen, I can't think I had like a day let alone 50 years so yeah i mean i think that's uh that's definitely a milestone if 50 years of marriage is that 
not a lot of people can probably say, Brent. You have to do something special for that one. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping you'll do something special for me for that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, but it's not my marriage, though, right? So it doesn't really affect me too much. So maybe, you better maybe, be a good husband and think of something. Maybe Jaguars Twitter will send me a toaster. Now we're talking. Now maybe we're talking. A, maybe a hat with an emoji on it. Now we're talking. <laughs> Four o'clock hour coming up. What is the value of Trevor Lawrence from an economic standpoint across the country and here in Jacksonville? One of the topics, and why is Tom Brady whining? We'll get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 9. We're live at Tire Outlet up in Uly. Oh, boy, you have that look on your face. <clears throat> that grumbling Greg face. Boss asking you to do work. <clears throat> no, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to work at work. <clears throat> That's why we switched to Peak Push to Talk. <clears throat> yeah, Push to Talk is back. Connect instantly to anybody anywhere in the country. Boop. <clears throat> Get used to the boop. And working at work, too, is kind of the thing we do. Boop Nationwide. Learn more at booptotalk.com. Uh, why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. Did you say boop? And you'll beep your crew nationwide with Peak Push to Talk. Booping is back. And better than ever from Peak Push to Talk. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope. Just boop. Boop. Find your people with a boop at booptotalk.com. Boop. It's been six months since my wife leased her new Cadillac from Fields Auto Group, and she absolutely loves it. It's our first experience with Fields, and it's been terrific. They say you can step up to luxury for less, and we did. Not just a luxury Cadillac XT6, the car is beautiful, but the customer service is extra special, too. It was like that at Fields Cadillac Jacksonville, and it will be like that at any of the Fields locations in Jacksonville. Cadillac, of course, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche as well. Yes, it's luxury for less at all Fields Auto Group locations in Jacksonville. Plus, you'll also be part of their exclusive Fields Amenities Program, where you will get complimentary loaners, car washes, and cafes. We are now part of that Fields Amenities Program, and my wife tried the loaner program. It was easy and a nice added benefit. So whatever you're driving, see Fields and step up to luxury for less. Check out their locations all around Jacksonville, just like we did. You can go visit Fields Auto. Hi, I'm here reporting from one of the vaccine locations, and we're asking people today why they decided to get vaccinated. Sir, why are you getting the vaccine? Why am I getting the vaccine? Because I would like to hug my grandchildren. The COVID vaccine is a safe and proven way to get our lives back to normal. This is why the Florida Division of Emergency Management partnered with local community leaders to create Vax904.com. Visit Vax904.com or call 357-0892 to get more information. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anna Jar and Levine Studios. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 904-600-4000. That's 904-600-4000. ESPN 690. Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio.